welcome to Brady's Corner. I am Brady, and this is my corner. We have a very special guest today, Nathan Sweat. Nathan Sweat is a uh, very successful entrepreneur and business owner based in the greater Salt Lake City, uh, Utah area. Um, he owns um, a, an engineering company, Royal Engineering, and uh, we're going to be talking about some amazing things today. Um, I've recently written a book uh, called The Millionaires You Went to High School With. It's not about being braggadocious or anything like that. It's about talking about the trials and tribulations of entrepreneurship um, and the, the blessings and stewardship that can go along with that. Um, so, uh, Nathan, welcome to Brady's Corner today. And uh, please do, uh, you know, introduce yourself. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you know, like I think I said last time we spoke, I always like talking about business. And so uh, this is, to me is fun. Uh, it doesn't matter what uh, what kind of business we're talking about. Uh, so I guess that leads into, I guess, me. I My whole adult life, I always, always wanted to own a business. And, uh, you know, but I went the traditional route, graduated at, in uh, mechanical engineering, went to work for a company um, as a project manager, and then went on to, uh, that was about two years is all with that company, but learned some great stuff. And then um, went to work for a pipe manufacturer. So, you know, I was in the engineering department and we oversaw the, the capital improvements and that included design. So making things better, faster, safer. Um, I really enjoyed it because it, it was a way to use creativity and, and to see things really happen. Uh, that also was a challenge because you also saw your mistakes and things that didn't work out quite so well. Um, but I did that. I was in a plan engineer for five years. During that time, I went back, got my MBA. Um, and then for the next 10 years, I worked as a manager over the engineering department. Uh, so doing the same things, but just overseeing that department and uh, learned a lot of great things. But through that, you know, that experience back, I guess, even with my MBA, I always had in the back of my mind that I wanted my own business. And, uh, you know, I, I took a class, uh, Larry H. Miller. Uh, we talked about this in the book too, of, of, you know, he was the former owner of Utah Jazz. And uh, I just loved it, just hearing his story of how he came into to business ownership. And um, I don't know, it just resonated with me that, you know, I, I could see myself, like he, he was, pretty down to earth, you know, as he was talking with us. And I, I just could relate to that. And, and, you know, so from that, um, you know, maybe we can get more into this, but I, I just felt like I needed to own my own business. And, and uh, you know, so six and a half years ago, we purchased Royal Engineering and it's been an amazing ride and it's been hard and fun and, you know, all of the emotions that uh, I'm sure entrepreneurs face. So. Has it really only been six and a half years? So when you and I met back in two, 2017, was it, um, in San Diego, that was at the very beginning of your journey. <clears throat> That's right. 2016 is when we, when we bought the business. So yeah, that was at the beginning and it was, uh, you know, industry that I didn't know. Um, you know, we're in mechanical, electrical, plumbing, engineering for commercial buildings. Um, funny story is I, I showed up, you know, as the new owner and someone said MEP, cause that's the acronym that's 
typically thrown out and I was like, wait, what's MEP? <laughs> and they're like, they're probably thinking, great, you know, we have a business, you know, our, our leader doesn't even know what uh, MEP stands for. So um, yeah, just, just crazy. But I mean, it, I knew engineering and, and I was confident that way, but it was, you know, the, the type of engineering we do here with commercial buildings I'd never done. And uh, so I was learning, you know, back when we, we met in San Diego, I was just taking it all in and just, you know, the different things, um, you know, PSMJ has been a, a big help for me too in learning, you know, the, the industry metrics and, uh, you know, talking with you about the, the tax credits and, and all that. It, it's been, it's been helpful. You know, one thing I guess that I, I would just um, suggest to anyone that's, going into business, you just look for those partners that can help you. You know, I feel like our, you know, our business is better because of our relationship and the things that we've been able to do. Um, and then just all these pieces, it, it seems, it's fun because, you know, I, I have, you know, a number of people that I look to and can attribute, you know, our success because we have known and worked together. So. Can, can we talk a little bit about what what was the, you know, some of the things that, that led up to you wanting, and how did you go about searching for a business to buy? What was the final straw? When did you know this is real? This is going to happen. Did you know it before it happened? Did you know it after it happened? Um, and the reason I mentioned that is because uh, Mark Swag, um, whom you you may know of um, um, through through me and and some things we've done together, um, he talks in he talks about entrepreneurs, and you know a lot of people that maybe they go to MBA school and they take all their entrepreneurship classes, they listen to all the motivational um, things on you know social media, but they never get off the fence. And I'm trying to really pinpoint what what's the thing that gets people off the fence uh, for the people that do it because at one point we were all entrepreneurs, right? So, yeah, I, I think that's a great question. You know, as far as did I, when I guess maybe when did I see that happening? I, I would say you know back in MBA school, to me it still seemed out there you know, like maybe when i grow up i will do that you know which is it was foreign it was something you were studying like that's something different yeah yeah that happens to other people right so i i, I think you know i can relate to that entrepreneur you know i wanted it then and, and wasn't there was a moment when when i knew that you know i needed to move forward and so i got to that point but leading up to that probably um i want to say probably four years before that i just had some thoughts um, and impressions, you know, I, I'm, I believe in God. And, and so I, I feel like a lot of those, those things came from God, you know, sort of little thoughts that would come to my mind, um, <clears throat> but or whatever you want to call it. You know, I have, I have nine kids, you know, I've talked about that at the time, you know, I, I had eight kids probably I'm trying to think back, maybe seven kids at the time when I started thinking, you know what, um, working for someone isn't going to cut it. Like I, I felt like, in order to, to provide for my family, um, you know, kids going to college, um, all those things. I mean, I had a, a I had a good income, and and it was, you know, I, I we didn't have we didn't have everything we wanted, but we had what we needed, and so 
Um, it was good, but at the same time, I, I could just see, okay, I need to do something different. I felt very strongly that I needed to own my own business. And, you know, and so I tried different things. You know, I, I uh, did a basement tool rental because uh, I liked finishing my basement. And so I, I tried that. I got a website and it was kind of funny. I never made a single sale from that, that business, but uh, that was probably where, where it started. I also looked at a cabinet shop. Um, you know, so I, I talked to a person and I really liked that. I, I liked doing woodworking and things. I'd never done cabinet making though. So again, this is a business that I wouldn't have known, but uh, what it taught me though, going through that process is I, I got to know how it works, you know, doing that, you know, you do a letter of intent when you're looking at the business and you, you basically work through the, the terms of the business before putting a, a purchase contract in place. So I, I had gone through that, that process. So when it came time to buy Royal, like I, I was comfortable with that. I knew, I knew what, um, what I needed to do. So that process, Nathan, if I could back up the whole mm -hmm. LOI and you really understanding the meat and potatoes of the business, that really got you ready. That was, it was already real by the time you took the reins. Yeah. I mean, so when I got to that LOI process with Royal, it was, it was, it wasn't new. And so I, I, um, I don't know, I just had a confidence as I moved through it. So I, I see that as, you know, you might look at that and say, wow, you know, you failed to buy a business, but at the same time, I mean, it just wasn't really meant to be, it was smaller than what I would, I would have had to kept my job. Um, and so with, you know, nine kids and, and I never, felt like that was a way that I could do. It. I couldn't really build up something from the ground up because of my time limitations and my my salary needs, you know, I needed to provide for my family during that time. Maybe at an earlier time in my life I could have done that, but I was at a point where I was like, you know, I really need to buy something that I can just jump in that's big enough that I quit my job and, you know, jump into and um and I really for me, that was the right, that was the right situation. I think for different entrepreneurs, I, I think you just have to look at it and say, okay, what, what's realistic for me and my situation, you know? And so I have to say, you know, just with the, with the cabinet shop, I went back to that owner several times. Like I put in an offer, this is what I need to make it work. And he's like, no, it's not going to work for me. Um, and then it, it would sit for probably two months. And then my mind would go back to like, it would not leave me and my wife will attest to it. Like for several years, I just could not get it out of my mind. I, I'd have these times where I, where I was at peace and it was maybe in between these offers or, or different things that I was looking at and then it would come back. And so finally, I remember, I remember the day where it was just like, okay, it was almost like, um, it was almost like someone talking in my head, you know, of, you know, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. And finally, I was like, you know, fine, I'll do it, you know? And so it was almost out of desperation. And I went, you know, to these email lists, signed up um, to a couple of different lists and said, okay, I'm just going to, to find something. I know I need to do it. And you know, <laughs> I I, it. from that point, it, it just kind of moved forward. You know, there were, um, there were a few things, you know, I had done sprinkler repair, you know, when I was in college. And so I looked at landscaping and and I looked at engineering, um, you know, things that I felt like I could do. Um, and there was an engineering business for sale, signed the NDA. 
and it was bigger than I thought we could afford, like as far as coming up with the money for it. And my wife was, she was like, what are you doing? Like, you're nuts kind of a thing. And she just thought it would pass, right? She's like, uh, you know, he'll get bored of this idea or it won't work. And, and, it, and I didn't, like I just kept finding out and she's like, oh, great. Yeah, I need to. Uh, I need to stop this, you know, so she's like, she went, uh, it's funny, because, you know, she prayed, and, and was like, God, you know, tell him that he's crazy, you know, this, you know, this isn't going to work, or whatnot, and, and she tells me, she got the answer that, you know, Nathan can do this, not that it wasn't an answer of, you know, you should do this, it was, no, Nathan can, Nathan's got this, he, you know, he's prepared, he's ready for this, this step. Wow. And so from that point, she became totally supportive. And, you know, without that, I mean, that would be something too, I would look at, you know, if, if I didn't have that support, it wouldn't have worked because there are times as an entrepreneur, when things aren't working and you, you know, my spouse being supportive was like, you know, it's okay. We're going to get through this. And you know, I, I don't know, from that point, I just, I felt like it, there was a confidence that, uh, you know, things were going to work out. And even when we were losing money, uh, I never, I never had the, the thought that we we're going to go out of business. I, I just knew that we we're going to somehow get through it. I didn't know the steps, um, you know, just like I didn't know the steps of buying the business. There was a, again, just a, a confidence that this is what I need to do. And we would bump into, you know, financing. I and mean, that was one of the things is like, well, how do you get financing? You know, I talked to different people and didn't look like we had enough. And then we'd, you know, I'd have an idea of, oh, now I can use my 401k. And, you know, and so then I look at that and, you know, to be honest, I don't know that I considered that before because, you know, 401k, you don't get until after you retire. Then found out, well, you can get it, but you just, you have to pay a penalty. And, and so it's like, well, okay. I'll do that. And, um, and then still didn't have enough. I was like, well, I can use my house. And so I, I got, uh, you know, home equity line going, figured out, okay, I can use this much for the, the house. Now, now I'm still short. It's like, okay, what else, you know, what else can I do? Um, had the thought, well, you know, I've talked to one of my brothers. There's, there's eight kids in our family. Um, one that's here close that it's like, you know what, he, he might be interested. And so I talked to him and, He's not an engineer, you know, so engineering company is, you know, he's not going to run it, but he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll invest with you. So instead of investing in a condo that he was going to, you know, he invested in, in Royal. And so that, those just certain things like that um, have been, I don't know, steps along the way. And it's been fun too, because I, things that I've learned, I've, I want to share with different people. And I, you know, I have another brother that's looking to buy a business, um, similar situation that I'm, you know, that I was in. And, and it's just fun because, you know, I can say, oh, well, this is what I did. You know, this is, you know, help you get through it, walk you through it. And so anyway, I'd love to do some philanthropy along that lines to, you know, helping people that want to get started somehow. So kind of fun. That, that is amazing. And, and I know, I mean, your story is so unique um, that you've had so many challenges along the way, but there was one challenge in particular that I think has really led 
through an, an, an amazing breakthrough, not only in your life, but the, the way you do business. Um, around 2019, was I think that was it, you got some news. Uh, end of 2020. End of yeah. 2020. Yeah, so October 2020, um, I, I felt I had a lump in my abdomen and I was gaining weight, um, but just in my, my belly, I looked, I looked like I was nine months pregnant. So, um, which is, and you don't drink, so it's not cirrhosis or anything, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't any of that. Um, and so, you know, I was just like, this is really weird. Um, felt the lump. I mean, I, I was gaining weight before I felt the lump and then felt the lump, went into my primary care physician, did an x-ray. I mean, he pulls up and says, well, it's in the area of your spleen. It could be an enlarged spleen, but I, I can't tell. Um, I had no thought about it being cancer at that point, right? So it didn't even cross my mind. I just thought, okay, enlarged spleen, that, I don't know if that's good or bad. So a couple of days later, did a CT scan, went in, um, you know, and of course the technicians don't say anything. So I got done. It's probably, you know, half hour drive back home. Um, I get back home and, you know, I, I don't exactly remember how soon after, but I, I didn't have a chance to really settle or anything. I got the call from, from uh, my doctor and, you know, so it's just me on the phone and I, you know, I just went into the other room and, and, you know, he tells me, Hey, you've got a tumor in your abdomen. I was like, oh, wow, you know, this, okay, not sure what this means, you know, so my mind's kind of going, like, okay, I have a tumor, I was like, so, I mean, this could be benign, right, and he's like, no, it's just the way it is, in the situation, it's more than likely cancer, and so, you know, at this point, I'm like, I mean, in shock, not really, not really saying much, and I asked a few questions, he gave me Kind of the the steps, you know, I'd meet with the oncologist um, and and then go from there. And the oncologist couldn't get me in for two weeks. And I'm, you know, I'm going crazy because I, I'm like, okay, is this cancer? Is it not cancer? Or, you know, what's going to happen? Um, and so, you know, finally got into the oncologist and just the way things were moving, my symptoms came on suddenly. So they were, they were kind of in hurry mode and like, okay, we got to get you we got to get you going. So within a week, probably of meeting with the oncologist, I was starting chemo. And, um, you know, so things, things just uh, were crazy. Um, and in the midst of that, we got in a car accident coming back from one of like two days before chemo started, got, got rear-ended by a semi, totaled our car. Um, thank goodness my wife, me and our two youngest were, were all fine. But um you know, just, wow. I just remember just the flurry of thoughts and, you know, just wondering, okay, what's going to happen? You know, some of the things, you know, with the business, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't even have a way for people to sign checks. I was the only check signer on the account. And so it, just a lot of things, you know, like, okay, I'm not prepared for this, right? I'm not prepared, kind of what we were talking about prior to getting on air of, you know, I hadn't done the, the work of what would, what would I do if I wasn't around, how would the business keep running? I hadn't right. done that work. How, how can, how can you provide for your family? How can the business keep running? Um, all of these things, who can you trust? 
all of these things. So yeah, that changed, you know, that changed my perspective on life. I mean, just pretty, you know, pretty drastically just changed everything. Um, you know, went through chemo, that was four months worth of that. And then went on kind of a maintenance treatment for every, every two months. Um, just recently, my doctor, because I kept getting sick from COVID, he's like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull you off treatment because I think it's doing more harm than good. And so just a couple so you weeks ago. you got to get long COVID related to that? I, yeah, I, I think it probably was long COVID, at least in the beginning. Um, I got COVID again for the third time in uh, November, first part of November. And so at that point, he's like, okay, we we got to be done. You know, he was, he was concerned just because the medicine I was on just reduces the, the immune system. I mean, you were, you, you were sick and you had compromised the immune system. I remember coming into town and said, Brady, you're flying all over the place. There is no way I'm going to meet you for breakfast. I have no idea where you've been. So. Yeah. I tried to stay, you know, tried to stay away um, as much as I could during that that COVID time, that was back in January is when I got it the first time. And, and it was pretty serious then. I was in and out of the hospital a couple of times. Um, and then just breathing wise, I, I just had a hard time. I got COVID again um, in August. It wasn't too bad. I had some breathing issues. And then November, I didn't have any breathing issues. So it felt like just a cold. So I, I feel like right now my body's probably back to to normal. Now I just have old age to, uh, to worry about. So thanks for sharing that. And, and I know, I'm mean, any, anybody here with, with a family can probably, or, you know, can appreciate all the underlying things that aren't said, you know, all of the emotional journey of, oh my gosh, you know, what's next for me, what's next for my family. And as, as a business owner, it's hard to separate your business from your family because you're thinking about their future in the business. Can you talk about some of the steps like, you know, how did, because one of the things we talked about is, is you're a, you're a better CEO now for your company than you were previously. Um, and how did, and I don't, I don't want to say this lightly, how did going through that journey make you a better CEO and be able to, um, organize how your business is run um, differently. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so to, maybe to introduce my thoughts on that, I just recently listened to um, Clayton Mask, who's the CEO of Keep. Uh, he recently um, did, a, did a presentation at a conference I went to, and he talked about entrepreneurship is, is re relinquishing control. And just how difficult that is, you know, for entrepreneurs, that is difficult. And so how this made me a better CEO is it made me relinquish control of, of certain things uh, right off the bat. You know, I was heavily involved in the, in the business development side of things. Um, in our business, we're, we do proposals where we, we talk to the clients, we write up, you know, the, the scope of work and things. And I was heavily involved with that. And I had to... Um, I had to step back a little bit from that. And, and during that time, you know, I was kind of holding on to being in charge of that function. 
and and then just realized I need to to give that to someone else. And so I, I we ended up promoting um, one of our uh, the person that was helping with business development promoted him to the, the manager of that department of the business development um, department. So that helps me. Um, and, and then I've just started looking at, okay, what else, what, what else is needed? You know, if I'm not around, whether it's health or whether it's just, you know, maybe it's time to, to retire or, or whatever, I've looked at, okay, what do I need to do? And so I, you know, I've looked at, you know, well, basics. We, we got the other owners of the company as check signers and we had to use that. You know, there were some times that I was just sick or, or I couldn't make, you know, I, I couldn't do it. Our people, our, our admin staff, they would bring the checks to my house to sign because I was working from home um, when I was sick. And, you know, so amazing. Uh, that was during cancer and and COVID. Um, so there were those kind of things, just the, I don't know, any of those files or things that you have that only you know about that keep things running, you know, those, those things I looked at, okay, how can I get that out? How can I share it with more than one person? Um, I looked at um, the CFO role. So I, I'm a numbers guy, you know, I'm a, I geek out on numbers. Um, which is probably not surprising being an engineer. Um, so I, I really enjoyed the, the financial side of things and, you know, the, the, uh, so the CFO role. And so, you know, over the last couple of years, it's been a process of just trying to find the right fit. You know, how do I get out of that role and, and have someone else do it? And so then my job is, becomes just coaching those people. And, and so I feel like that's good too, because it gives other people opportunities to grow. And, you know, I can share what I know about business, about the finances, you know, and, and then they can, they can take it. And to be honest, um, I found myself this year, again, in the role in business development, um, we had someone leave. And so then that fell back to me. And I worked for probably three months with the group. And finally, I realized I'm actually getting in the way. Like things are too, like things are moving slow because I'm the bottleneck because I'm, I'm doing, I'm trying to do business development. I'm trying to, you know, keep the vision going with the company. And so, you know, I, I just recognized that and said, okay, um, we're going to, we're going to promote this person and they've been amazing. And, and really I was in the way, you know, so it it's it goes back to that relinquishing control, letting people do what they need to. You know, getting out of the um, you know if I want it done right, I have to do it myself. Like I, I don't think if you want to grow, I mean you can do that, but if if that's your attitude, you can only grow so much. You know, basically whatever capacity you have yourself. And and for me, that that wasn't really what I wanted. I I wanted to to be able to see other people grow. And you know, grow past me and and get it to the point where I'm, you know, I'm not the one that's keeping things afloat. And I don't think I am. Like I feel like we have a team that, you know, if and, and it was proven, you know, there were even though I was for the most part able to still work full time. Um, I mean, there are things that I couldn't do and and you know, people just stepped up and took care of it. And that's a pretty cool place to be, you know, to have people that are willing to do that and, and are trained and, and can do that. And you 
can't do that if you hold it. If you hold all that knowledge to yourself, you can't get to that point. And the fear of letting go is that somebody's going to fail, but or or maybe uh, maybe even betray you or whatever you know our, our our deepest fears are. But that that rarely happens, right? And so yeah, I I think for me it, it was a fear of you know I have it my way, like this certain way that I I feel like is the best, right? So it's this this thought that it's the most efficient, and maybe that that's true for for a lot of people. Like if you give it to someone. They're probably not going to, they're not going to do it the same way you do for sure. And that can be scary just to allow, you know, someone else's path, you know, you know, as long, but as long as you give the vision, this is where, this is what I expect. This is what I want. Um, I found that. Yeah, it's hard to to just let people do that, Um, but you're right. It's not often that they fail, but even if they do, it's okay. Like we, you know, we have to get past that of, you know, of fear of failure because then we don't innovate. We don't try anything different. We just keep safe. We just stay safe. And, you know, that, that doesn't help, you know, as much as I hate to say it, you know, the, the times that I've grown the most have been during these challenging times. Um, not that I would have wanted to get cancer or COVID, but, um, the situation was there and, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to either learn from it or you, you know, you just give up, which I mean, that that's not an option. So, you know, you, you figure out how to, how to move forward. And, you know, I don't like thinking about what, what may be my next challenge, because you know, that could be scary if you start thinking about that, but um, no, but just focusing, okay, what, what do we have? in front of us what do we need to to figure out there, there's a painting um, i have on my my wall it's a space painting it's called untethered and my friend uh richie richie deegan painted it for me um it's based on bruce mccandless 1984 spacewalk but it's an astronaut untethered kind of floating out in space it's you know astronaut mccandless um and you know, that's as entrepreneurs, we we kind of have to be uncomfortable being untethered, right? Um, that's where you grow. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that 100%. So, this is great. Um, Nathan, um, thank you so much for everything. I can't wait for folks to to read um, in the book about, about your story. Um, there's a lot more there. I can't wait for people to, to dig into that. Um, how can people get a hold of you if they they want to contact you? What's the best way? You know, probably through through my email. Um, you know, and if you go to our our website, you know, my email is right there, and, and you can con- contact us, or you can call the office too. But uh, our website is royaleng.com. So for Royal Engineering, you know, happy to share. You know, as time permits, you know, with people that. Uh, they're maybe trying to decide if they're going to move forward with entrepreneurship. You know, I, I love having those conversations. This is great. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us today and, and sharing uh, such an intimate story, Nathan. Um, I know it, it, it hits me um, every time. And that's why that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm writing this book to share these amazing stories with folks. Um, and so thank you very much for that. Thank you very much for joining us here at Brady's Corner. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share. And until next time, I'll see you around.